This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. To another episode of our Known Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and this week is our fourth session in our His Life, My Life unit of study. We've been working through the book of Colossians for the last three weeks. This week, we're going to wrap it up. We've talked about a transformed life, a focused life. We've talked about a radical life. This week, we're going to talk about having a life with purpose, with our title, mm-hmm. A Purposeful Life. And the question this week is, how can I share Christ with others? We're building upon all these other things that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Paul Turner's still here with me in the studio. I'm Paul, here. how's it going? Yeah, still good, down there. Man. That's yeah, good. Man, still here. <laughs> um, you know, we've we've really built upon this whole this whole study. And leaders, as as we've done for each of these sessions, we're beginning with just the first half of each one of these chapters in the Bible study, give you an opportunity to build on the second half of each chapter in the midweek. And as we begin this chapter four, the the verses printed in your leader guide is not a misprint. Verses two through six, we've left off verse one because it actually concludes the thought process that right. he had with the relationships um, in the end of chapter 3. And so that one, that verse is carried over with that. Beginning in verse 2, Paul starts a new kind of a thought process here. Um, and we're going to look at this idea of how do I share Christ with others? How do I live a purposeful life? Looking at three life principles in these five verses. Uh, so Paul, let's jump into here. Uh, the first thing that that we're looking at is this idea of pray for opportunities, verses 2 through 4. What do you see in there, and what Paul? What is Paul talking about? Well, it's it's really interesting because in verse two he says, "Devote yourselves to prayer." Right. He doesn't necessarily pray for opportunities in that particular verse. So he's he's laying a foundation that hey, devote yourselves to prayer, and then stay alert in it with thanksgiving. So be be grateful for the opportunity that you even have to pray. Right. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Then he then he kind of changes tone a little bit in verse three, and he says, "At the same time." Since you're already praying, right. I think that's important to remember. You're praying about a number of different things. But since you're already praying, pray also for us that God may open a door to us for the message to speak the mystery of the Messiah for which I'm in prison. All right. Now, what he's saying here is uh, I'm, 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 I'm wanting you to pray for opportunities that are going to get you in trouble. <laughs> there you go. I mean, in a, in a way, yeah. he is. He says, because what I want to do is is I want to pray for opportunities, pray that God will give us opportunities to share in those Im- impossible kinds of places that you would think we would have the opportunity to share Christ. He's not talking about those as-you-are-going opportunities that God places in front of us every day. I've talked with so many adults. I'll pick on adults a little bit here. Right. Say, oh, God, just give me an opportunity to share Christ today. Well, God gives us all kinds of opportunities. We need to help them and us to pray, hey, God, help me to see the opportunity that you've placed in front of me and to be courageous and make good on that. What Paul is talking about here is, man, we have some impossible situations. It, it looks like it's impossible for us to be able to share the message of Christ 
start praying for those opportunities. So challenge students to say, hey, man, who who is it that seems like someone that's impossible that they would listen to the right. message of Christ? You begin to pray now. And as you are going, share with the low-hanging fruit that's already there, and right. it will, for one way to put it. And I think that's a, I think that's an important distinction to make here. He's not saying pray for just an opportunity to share. No. As you are going, you're, you're doing that anyway. Pray for those over-the-top yeah. things that you just think there's no way in the world that we'd be able to share Christ in that kind of a situation. Right. Well, and again, you know, just as we've talked about the last three weeks, all of Colossians ties together. It's it's a it's a big thought picture that right. Paul lays out. If you go back to chapter one, he says, you know, I'm thankful for the the faith and love that you have, your love for all the saints. And he says, I pray that you would have wisdom and understanding that you would walk worthy of the Lord, right. bearing that's good right. fruit, because that's taking advantage of these opportunities that's that right. we have all the time. That's right. And this idea of of devote yourselves to prayer. You know, the whole first half of the first half of Colossians one. Paul talks about how much he's been praying for these folks. He says, you know, every time I think about you, we pray for you. And as we pray, we thank God for you. And so, you know, he says, I want you to devote yourselves to prayer, which comes back to something that Paul talks about in one of his other letters where he talks about imitate Christ. But until you you figure out what that looks like, imitate me as I'm imitating Christ. And he says, so devote yourselves to prayer because I've already told you how much I pray. I want you to do the same thing. Right, right. We'll move from there into verse 5. Not only are we to pray for opportunities, but we're to live as a witness. What do you see there in that verse? Yeah, uh, act like an idiot towards outsiders. No, 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 that's not what he said. (laughs) Act wisely toward outsiders. So why do we do the other (laughs) Making the most of the time. Yeah. I think what he's really saying here is, listen, you share Christ with different people in different ways. And And you have to go look at the life of Christ. And see how he shared with people. He didn't deal with everybody the same way. And there are so so act wisely towards outsiders. Those are who are outside the faith. Those who do not have a relationship with Christ. Right. How do you act wisely towards them? Well, you you probably don't run into every situation with the Bible and start getting people over the head. That's probably not the best way to do it in every right. situation. That might be good in one or two situations. But how do you begin to develop a relationship with someone so that there's trust that's developed, so that you begin to not only live your faith in front of others, but I think it's important that you also speak your faith right. in other people. Some people say, oh, man, if I just go live Christianly around people, they'll realize something different about me. Well, yeah, that's a good start. That's 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 a fine start, but don't you you – we we find ways of excusing ourselves from actually sharing our faith verbally with someone else, but just saying, "Well, they'll just watch how I live," right, and realize that I'm different. Well, there there has to be a point also in the midst of that where you actually tell someone the difference that Christ has made in your right. life. Well, and that's a good segue into that third life principle where he talks about in verse six. This idea of watch your speech. Um, What do you see there? There's a bunch of stuff in there. I don't think he's talking about standing in front of a mirror and watching yourself talk. That's right. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about that. He says, so your speech should always be what? Gracious. Now, what does that look like? Well, that means that you have respect for other people around you, that you're not trying to win an argument all the time. You're not trying to win the battle, but you're trying to be gracious, seasoned with salt. Now sometimes salt can be a little tough. Doesn't mean that you that that in your graciousness you can't share truth. In fact, 
I think if you are being gracious, you are sharing truth. But it's seasoned with salt. It has some value to it um, so that you may know how you should answer each person. Everybody's different. I think it's um, arrogant on our part as Christ followers, and I did use the word arrogant. I think it's arrogant on our part to expect everybody to learn our language, Christian language. In fact, one of the first things that we do if we send someone overseas to work with someone else or work with a different people group here, even that speaks a different language here in the United States, what do we do? Send them to language school. You've got to learn the language. We don't expect them to learn English. We do everything we can to learn the language that communicates best where they are. So why wouldn't we do that with our friends? And those people around us that we learn their language doesn't mean we have to use salty language, right. you know. <laughs> but but we need to 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 step back and go. How best can I communicate in such a way that helps my neighbor, my schoolmate, those kinds of people understand in their language the difference that Christ has made in my life? That's right. Yeah, and that that builds all this together to really wrap up this entire unit of study of of the Lordship of Christ leads us to have, number one, a transformed life. Christ mm-hmm. transforms us. We talked about that in the first chapter, but that's also the theme of the third chapter, that right. we've been transformed. Right. Um, we need to have a, a life focused on Christ. Right. Um, we need to have a radically different life that we mm-hmm. talked about last week, that folks should see something different in our lives. They should hear something different from our speech as well. Mm-hmm. I know as a teenager, you know, that was the issue that I struggled with the most was, was my language because my salty speech got in the way of having you know speech seasoned with salt. Yeah, um, and yeah there is a, a difference in that. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that was a struggle. And then coming to this full circle of, of living a purposeful life. And again, leaders, we're, we're stopping here at verse 6, and Paul gets into a bunch at the end of, of this chapter. And a lot of times we'll look at all the names and all the people that Paul's, Paul identifies at the end of chapter 4 and, and say, well, why is that significant? Jump into that midweek midweek study to take a look at what he talks about and why those names are important. Thanks for joining us on this journey through Colossians. Again, our question this week is, how can I share Christ with others? The point this week is to make the most of your opportunities. We looked at three things, to pray for opportunities, to live as a witness, and to watch your speech. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining me again this yeah, month. Man. And You're uh, welcome. Leaders, join us again next month as we'll pick up a brand new topic. <laughs>